Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See you next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I'm here. Hey, wasn't just yawning. I'm here. <laughs> I'm beat. I'm. I don't know why I am thoroughly, thoroughly exhausted. We had a tiring day. Not really. Two yesterday, days. Two day, yeah, yesterday was the tiring. We had two, and a tiring two days. I mean, <laughs> we fell asleep. And just, <laughs> just air it. Um, great. No, we had a tiring two days. We we tried to fit a lot of stuff in. We, you know, it was very hot outside, and we ran in the in the heat. We, you know, had emotional times, and I mean, it's just all around been been tough. What emotional times well, have you We were talking to your mom about stuff. Oh. Fun. <laughs> it's May 2nd, 2021. If you're new, every single week. We talk about our lives. We talk about uh, the movies that we watch from our massive movie collection. I thought you forgot what we did on this show. For a second, I, I, I kind of did. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. This weekend. That's we, it. That's just the sum up. So, you know, you could just tune out right now. I mean, fuck the rest of this program. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Woo. I'm going to wake up right now. Here we woo, go. Woo, woo, woo. Kenny, woo. Oh, we have that I to know. watch. And oh, I heard it's, it's the episode. reunion oh, no. one. <laughs> All right. Let's make this like 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, 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 sucked. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, Rosario Dawson's boobies. Uh, the end. <laughs> For Mullen. <laughs> we had a busy weekend. Uh, we had a, a date day yesterday where we ate all the food. All of the food. I had a slice of pizza, a bagel, a hot dog. Not just a hot dog. The best hot dog. A chili cheese dog at Harold's Hot Dogs. The best fries. Some mac and cheese. The best fries. Some We We were like Thai hot. Food. We had like 11 Z's. We had second breakfast. We had lunch. I came home and I had, uh, well, I had ice cream. I had saucer right, ice had cream for ice dessert. Cream. And then I also had uh, snow caps because I was drunk off of wine. Um, and then today we went to brunch uh, for like a drag show. So I had a breakfast burrito and some hash browns and a Publix chicken tender sub. This is all after I ran like the best 5K time of my entire life. It's like, how do you celebrate? Oh, you just go be a... Filth monster with the food. I think so. Here's my plan for now. And so, you're gonna just do this? One, no, one a month. So, I'm gonna have one smorgasbord cheat day a month, but other weekends, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, cause now it's I feel always like, your idea to do this. I know, cause I just love, man, like, I love just eating a lot. Yeah, I know, Chris. It's so much fun. Yep. It's so great. Yep. But I'm gonna be 35 years old. Sorry, I had something in my throat, mm. and I, it's it's, it's it's so difficult. It's that big what? It's that big amount of food. You gross, yeah, person. That's what I was saying. Spit that out. <laughs> we can't both drink water at the same time. There's nobody to talk. I was the one drinking it first. You picked it up after you saw me pick it up. Don't try to put that blame on me. Fuck you. So when I drink, you don't talk? Like, I make sure. You kill no dead air. <laughs> if you hear random noises, it's just trying to make the other person laugh while they drink something. We should be properly hydrated prior to recording. 
We really should be. But the problem I, I is, that we, I talk so much, I have to drink, and your mouth is so big that it gets dry easily, and that's just like the desert, so you have to... Why do you have to just bring it there? It's so mean. It's not mean if it's true. Like, if it's a fact. Like, facts can't be mean, can they? Yes. Yes, they can. Name do you me, want me to start with me, a mean fact yeah, about you? Give me one mean fact. About you? Uh, give me one mean fact about me and one mean fact in general. About somebody else. Or the world. Well, no, because I don't want you to have to edit this. So I can't say what I want to say. But I think you know what I'm going to say. But my mean fact about you is, why are you running so much? That's not a, that's a question. Right. Answer it. Because I want to feel better about myself. But why do you need to feel better about yourself? I have, este- I have self-esteem and issues and like body dysmorphia. dysmorphia. That's, there you go. Yeah. It's my mean fact. It's not mean. It's, so you're going to be mean about uh, a psychological issue that I have? You want to talk about being mean about psychological issues? You really want to go there? You huh? really want to talk to me about that? Huh? No. Huh? Let's stop whatever this is, because this is not <laughs> funny for anybody involved. Let's talk about... We haven't watched anything else other than this movie, which is highly depressing. That's a mean fact. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats. You nominated this. Man, I thought this was going to be more fun than it turned out to be. Thumbs up, says Roger... Nope. nope. <laughs> That's one. Nope. <laughs> Richard Roper, Ebert and Roper, and the movies. Let me see. I thought it was Ebert and Roper at the movies. I was like, no, oh, man. And I, well, no, no, that's what it says there, but I think it's actually called at the movies. Well, then there's well, no, you're, you're one here, and I should not have that kind of oh, Shut the fuck up. That's one already. This yeah. movie rocks, says... Wait, no, I lost where it was. K-Max TV. It's a radio station, probably. Or a TV show? Or TV or I guess K-Max TV would probably be a TV, TV show. station? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Discover the sexy all-girl rock band that's a national sensation. The perfect mix of sexy, cool comedy. Says K-Max TV Actually, again. Probably just a person. K-Max. <laughs> it's like K-Pax, but a woman. <laughs> or a man. Hot newcomers Josie, Rachel Lee Cook, Melody, Tara Reed and Val Rosario Dawson are three small town musicians with big dreams but little future. Then fate gives the Pussycats the chance of a lifetime when band manager Wyatt, Alan Cumming of Mega Records, signs them overnight to an awesome recording contract. Suddenly, Josie and the Pussycats are living life in the fast lane with sold out concerts, a number one single, and global stardom. But it's not all limousines and private jets. The Pussycats soon discover they're being played like pawns in an evil plot by the record label's maniacal CEO Fiona Parker Posey to control the youth of America. That's one. <sighs> so I'm back up two. Damn it. In the, 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 the last few weeks of our reading bet to episode 350 for our last... Uh, series challenge. What's yours that you picked? Underworld? Yeah, the Underworld oh, franchise. God, versus the Marine. Um, so I'm up two yes. on you once again, yeah. which is very, very good news for me. So, What's the next movie? Next is It Chapter uh, 2 for me, which uh, I bought off of like some bootleg video store in Ohio, so the back is hardly anything. But I, when I was at Walmart the other day, I took a picture of the back of the actual oh, box. Oh, so you have it so you can practice it so you don't mess up? Oh, that's great. No, so mm. I could actually read the actual back of the Gonna box. Have an asterisk so it's not just on the that, one whatever. fucking sentence. Asterisk. I tried to do something that. nice. I don't give a shit what you think. I almost slapped you in the face with this. DVD thing so people don't think it was something else. You have an eyelash. Tell me. And I'll get it off. Don't touch my face. But I don't want you touching my face. Uh, so I've never seen this. I will. You've I will. never seen this movie before? No, I've never seen this movie before. This is not necessarily a movie in my demographic. So no, I, love, I think it's exactly in your demographic. I love... That's an insult. I love Josie and the Pussycats as the Hanna-Barbera cartoon. When I was a kid, I was a big... Uh-huh. Big Hanna Barbera. Uh huh. It's exactly fan. in your demographic. Uh huh. You like titties. I mean, what part of it's not in your demographic? Look, 
Just because something has titties in it doesn't mean that I'm going to watch it and enjoy it. <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs> um, no, this this came out, what, 2002, I think? Sure. This is, oh, it, so here's a really interesting question. No, 2001. When exactly this movie was released? Because this is very much a pre and post 9-11 movie in every way. <laughs> I, think, I think it was pre. I think it's pre as well. I think it came out like early 2001. I got it right here. It came out on April 11th. Never forget. 2001. Um, yeah, so it's a pre-9-11 movie. And it definitely feels it. Um, so it came out when I was still in middle school. Um, so I, it had been a, a pretty long time since I had really watched, like, cartoons. So, you know, I didn't watch, like, Scooby-Doo was, like, my favorite thing. And I never saw any of the live-action Scooby-Doo movies, really, because I was at the age where I was like, it's, it's like, kid stuff. Even though this isn't a kid's movie, it's a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. Very much prying on, like, nostalgia and whatnot. And them trying to start, you know, the early 2000s were definitely what nostalgic 60s, 70s, 80s, like, TV shows and kids' things can we do live action to try to make money, and it, they went for it. Um, it was a pretty big flop. Like, they put a lot of mo- they put a lot of money into it, and they definitely had this earmarked as, like, oh, this is going to be a big hit. You got Rachel Lee Cook, hot off of She's All That. Right. Tara Reid coming off of American Pie, uh, Rosario Dawson, a rising star. Um, One of these things is not like the other. One of these <laughs> things is good. Uh, and it just didn't work. And I think the reason why it didn't work is because the movie is bad. <laughs> it, it is a steaming pile of shit. Here's what I will say. It is all over the place. And it is... I, I'm, like, still in shock that we actually watched a movie. This, this is definitely a early 2000... Like, remnants of the 90s, early 2000 ADD... Yeah, 20 years ago. Fever dream. 20 years ago. Yeah. This movie came out 20 years ago. I believe it. You could feel it. What I'm going to say is going to be probably like, not blasphemous, because this movie actually has a massive cult following. It is right on that fresh, rotten line of the high 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, It's definitely come up a lot more in the past couple years under the, like, the women's movements. There's an oral, a full-length oral history book that's being worked on this movie that's supposed to come out this year, piggybacking off of another oral history that was done, I believe, in a magazine for it. Which, I think oral history books, there's been, like, you know, like, some of the most famous movies of all time, and now we get Josie and the Pussycats. So, enough people like it where it's stayed in the consciousness of... I mean, I would have been fine if it had left the consciousness. Me too. I think somewhere, so here's the blasphemous thing I was starting to say. I think somewhere <laughs> in here, mm-hmm. there was the chance to have a good, enjoyable movie. Yeah, like I, a couple times that you laughed out loud. Let's see if we can find that. I will. Let me finish my goddamn point. Stop interrupting me once again. So I this can see. A conversation is not you stopping somebody from talking every single time they talk. Especially when it's me talking, because I'm the one that has interesting things to say. So, I'm just waiting for you to interrupt me at any moment. That's the problem I, I now have, is mentally thinking about it. I can see what they were going for. Mm. Like, I can tell what the point of some things are, right? But the way in which they were done and executed, plus what was surrounding those moments that could be clever satire, were just so out there and misguided that anytime, like, I had those thoughts. I was like, it was fleeting. I was like, oh, wait, never mind. Now I'm watching Alan Cumming and Parker Posey admit their character, physical character deformities or flaws to fall in love with each other. And he's, he looks like an old Ebenezer Scrooge melting away and she's got a, 
a bad lisp and what is happening. There were at least three moments in this movie where I just screamed, what the fuck is happening? Because scenes just go on and on and on and like the original point of the scene is nowhere near nope. what is happening now. Mm-hmm. Like Parker Posey's just like trying to like be cool with the girls and is like riffing on Oreos or something. Or like the party scene where like there's dancing and stuff. It's wild. It honestly it is, is one wild. of the wildest things. And I hated every I could tell you definitely hated it. Now, you hadn't I seen this before? It. Not the whole... I don't remember. If I had, I, I definitely blocked this shit out. I think I've seen parts of it. And I worked in a... Record store. Record store. So I heard this record a few times. Well, you hear the record several times in the movie because it's the same fucking song. Well, one of the, like, same and I think song. the song is good actually. I think sure. the, I think the music in the movie might be the best part. Like they did a good job with the music. Yeah. Um. The peop the, the three main actors of uh, the three main actresses I don't think have any part in it. Rosario Dawson is actually not a bad singer. You know, as you've seen in France, she's been featured on songs before. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook and Tara Reid are not. They well, are not. Ra- Rachel Lee Cook didn't sing. Yeah, she did not. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. she was not trusted to do the part that she had um yeah so hey let's cast someone who can't sing as the lead singer in a band maybe that was the first mistake with this movie well i get so i i actually really no no no, i I get why you get rachel lee cook in 2001 where she's a big star at the time she she does two other movies she did yeah and that that's and this one pretty much stopped it I think she's what? good. At, I think she's good in it. I think she has good charisma. I think she has a good look to her. Um, I, I I don't know why Rachel Lee Cook isn't now like the mom and things uh, because this was twenty years ago. But I, I don't see why her career necessarily stopped. It's because it's like wet paint sometimes. I guess. Yeah. I mean, do they they still play that your brain on drugs commercial with the egg? Yeah, she reprised her role in it, too. That's, that's what she's reprising her role yeah, in? Great. Yeah, I read something and she reprised her role in it. Cool. Or something else, but I don't know. that. I mean, it's just really hard when you have, like, blah, blah, playing against each other. Like, you have Tara Reid, who, shocker, I don't like. I think, I, I think we've made it very clear on this show. I, I, I don't want to bury the lead here. Is she your LVP? Because she's not my LVP. She's not my LVP. Okay, don't say your LVP. Which I think, is surprising. I think the LVP is pretty obvious in this one. Surprising that she's not my LVP. She was, she was on... Only because she made you laugh is she not my LVP. So for, for many reasons she's not the LVP. So a few not of them. From, okay. For like uh, of her own fault? She was, she was on my list. I had two others on my list. Uh, one would have been the LVP had he been in it more. Um... But I put her on the on the list because she is still very bad. I, I wrote that your vendetta is finally coming to fruition against her, and because that, she's Tara Reid in every fucking movie. Yeah, that she's she does. no. She, she has no herself. other pitch. Yeah, she she doesn't even know what a pitch is. That's but if you're gonna get Tara Reid, then okay, yeah, have her be. It's the same reason like Amanda Seyfried in 2004. It's like okay, you get the dumb one to be the dumb one. So that's what they did. Let's just rip the band-aid off. So I laughed at Tara Reed in this movie oh, because yeah. in like the big climax of the movie If I could go back in time. It's like I forget how it's even proposed. Like how was it even come up going back in time? Somebody said something about going back in time. Time travel. And like they like are asking people what they do, and Tara Reed's character, Melody, goes, If I could go back in time, I'd visit Snoopy. I'd want to meet Snoopy. <laughs> Which is just a very no, funny. It was. It was. It was just. Um, uh, Josie said, "Like if I could go back in time, I wouldn't play your stupid song or something oh, right, like right. that." And then Melody goes, "If I could go back in time, I'd meet Snoopy." And you lost your goddamn mind. Just a very funny line. You just lost <laughs> it's your just goddamn mind. Just a very mind. funny line. Um, and that's where most of the jokes stop. Uh, oh no! I did laugh at Carson Daly as well. Not when he's not in one of the worst scenes I've ever seen, where Carson Daly, who is like brainwashed, and Aries Spears from Mad TV, 
is pretending to be Carson Daly, but is just doing nothing but random impressions of famous black people, including Chris One Rock. did not age well. Mike Tyson, Eddie Murphy, and then Bill Cosby ultimately is like, oh, I'm going to kill you. And it's like, oh, man, this Jeez. has not, I mean, he was doing it with a baseball bat. He wasn't doing it with something else, which is fortunate. Um, yeah, but then Carson Daly and Terry. So what I laughed at was Carson Daly's posting TRL later, and like he's his, like all beat up, and, and I, his I giggled arms at in that. A sling, and you laughed. Yes. But I don't understand how that Carson Daly Tara Reed fight had so little chemistry, and they were engaged. Yeah, that's why they didn't get married, did they? That this is how they met. This is when they started dating. Oh God, it's horrible. Carson Daly is still only somehow 47 years old. What? That is nuts to me. That's crazy. What's he doing? Right now, we still host The Voice. He's uh, is a co-host on the Today Show. He's doing great. He does a radio show. You know, he's, he's doing shit. He had Late Night... How many episodes of Late Night with Carson Daly were there? There were 2,000 episodes of Late Night with Carson Daly! What?! So that round, there was 18 seasons. Did they just get to 2,000? Like, guys, there's a roll. Like, we can't go past this number. <laughs> That's pack it in. insane. That's ridiculous. That is insane. I have no words. I just, uh, okay. Um, so I, I feel like, all right, so you did not like the movie, correct? No. Was there anything you did like about the movie? Let me check my notes. No. Um, some of the scenes... Mo- look, most of the scenes were god-awful. Mo- god-awful. Some of them were fine, but overall I thought that it was just ridiculous, and I think it's really hard for me because I do love Josie and the Pussycats. I'm because a big Archie fan. Yes, I was going to swear I would want to I'm a massive Archie fan. And I totally forgot about that, so when it said, yeah. like, welcome to Riverdale, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I have read Josie and the Pussycats for a while, you know, and they're, you know, on the, kind of on the fringe in the Archie comics, and they had their own spin-off. Yeah, I was saying, I don't remember, like, yeah. watching the Hanna, well, I, I don't remember watching the Hanna-Barbera cartoons back in the day, there being any Archie to it. I don't remember, like, I think I, I remember. I there were Archie. There, I know there were Archie cartoons, but, like, specifically in Josie I, and the Pussycats, Hanna-Barbera, because they were I always mixed up know. with. Scooby and Speed Buggy, and like all like the, I, like the mystery of it all, Jabberjaw. Like there was probably something like licensing wise, where like know, they couldn't yeah. use Archie particularly. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know, but you know, so so I really love Josie and Pussycats, and you know, part of my problem with this movie is that they it was PG thirteen, but they tried to still keep it wholesome. And yes, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because there were only three pussy jokes, which I was actively tracking because I was like. There was one very early on mm-hmm. when like Melody's holding a sign that says like honk if you like pussy and cat. like every and like everyone's honking but like she's behind a bush and he can't see the like the pussy cats. And I was like, Oh man, we're like two minutes in. There was only three is what I counted. Wow. So we're gonna get to more counting wow. here in a second. I um you know, in this iteration, like these actors, like I just didn't think that they fit the role and maybe it's because mm-hmm. I really like Riverdale. Like as a as a show, as the comic spinoff and everything like that, it's really dark and it's raunchy and everything. But they did have Josie and the Pussycats as characters, um, and uh, I just like them a lot more. Uh, Have to ask. Uh, the movie also had a habit of breaking the fourth wall for stupid reasons, like trying to wink wink at the audience about mm, certain things, mm. like. Uh, the one I'm going to say because I, I think it stands to have a significant portion of conversation placed over it. But there was something about teeth brushing that was a fact from the Archie comics. Where it's like somebody didn't like to brush their teeth or like they always brush their teeth. Oh, no, hold on. Sorry. It was, it was, it was They an, made them brush their teeth. Yes, it was an IMDb trivia. Like to keep them wholesome. They made them brush They made their them teeth. have a scene where they brush their teeth. And I was like, yeah. what's well, such an odd note from Archie comics? Because they... What, what about brushing your teeth is so but, fucking but, wholesome? But then now they do Riverdale. Where, you know... Right, where they like... They all fucking everybody. Yeah. Murder and serial killers and a lot of sex, drugs, rock and roll. I guess teeth brushing didn't pay the teeth, bills anymore. Teeth brushing didn't pay the bills. And I don't even 
think, oh no, no, yeah, you still have some teeth brushing in Riverdale. They still brush their teeth. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say was they made like a comic book joke, so they their, did. their manager uh, is like sister is there. Alexander and Alexandra Cabot. That's really funny. I never knew that. Oh, is, is the ADA from SVU a Archie reference? I don't know. If so, I hate that. Um, but yeah, fucking Axe from Animorphs is her, is her, is the, Alexandra uh. Alexandra Cabot. I never. Yeah, oh. the, the guy is, uh, I remember him as Axe from the Nickelodeon show Animorphs. He's also been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's a nerdy white guy. Yeah, he, and his sister, and they make a joke where he's like, why are you even here? And she's like, oh, it's for the comic fans or something. I'm in the comics. And he's like, what? And then there's also later on a self-referential, a self-referential joke that Alan Cumming gets that's just blatantly Romy and Michelle's high school reunion about, you know... Being the most being famous the, person at the reunion. Yeah, or like, or like, and getting picked on and like coming back. And like he looks right at the camera when he does it, which also leads into they do the same thing near the end of the movie when they're going over the subliminal messaging because the whole just bare minimum plot we'll give you is... This record company is putting subliminal messages into their music and are basically in charge of all the fads and trends in teenage and really just American life. And they keep recycling bands. Josie and the Pussycats is the most recent one. Mm -hmm. And their big epic final plan is to do this big stadium show to release this message, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then when the government, who's been a part of the whole time, is basically just selling the villains, you know, down the river for it, they say, we learned that movies is really the best way for subliminal messaging, and then there's, like, a two-second flash on the screen of, like, Josie and the Pussycats is the most awesome movie movie ever! ever. Which is hard to take after you've been through, and I, I say this without a hint of hyperbole or sarcasm in my voice, the most product placement, purposefully, in a movie of all time. I have a list of what is just I managed to jot down while I was watching the movie. Okay. And, and I wanted to see, so what is the purpose of what I did? I did as many as I could to see if I got them all. And I know I didn't. And I'll tell you how close I was. This is every logo, brand name, or, or proper noun entity that you okay. can see on screen okay. in this movie. Target, MTV, Krispy Kreme, Bounce, Hostess, Steve Madden, Ray-Ban, Rite Aid, P- Puma. This doesn't count for any reading. Uh, <laughs> Virgin, Starbucks, Motorola, Evian, Vanity Fair, McDonald's, Movie Phone, Prudential, AOL, Bugles, Hawaiian Tropic, TGI Fridays, Sega, and Dreamcast, 7-Eleven, Coke, Gatorade, Snapple, Billboard, Foot Locker, BB, Bloomingdale's, Rolling Stone, Revlon, American Express, Tide, VH1, Pizza Hut, Oreos, Hello Kitty, TJ Maxx, Entertainment Weekly, Planters, Miller Lite, Pringles, Barney's, Kodak, Ford, Snickers, Twinkies, Double Bubble, Advil, Crest, Clearasil. If I'm doing my math correctly, when I counted this the other day, I got 52. Holy shit. I believe the actual number, let me pull it up here on IMDb, the actual number is 73. So I still somehow missed 21 other companies. That's insane. To stay with the consumer economy tone. To their credit, to their credit, no money was received for any of the product placements. They just did it. To prove a point? To prove a point. Fuck them. Exactly. Fuck them. Adam Sandler knows where his fucking bread is buttered. Country crock. You know, put it right on the middle of the fucking table and talk about how good it is with Subway and Popeyes and whatever fucking else his movies have. If you're going to do it, make some fucking money on it. Because God knows you lost like $30 million because nobody went to go see his fucking movie. I, I got what they were going with. I, I got it. That it permeates pop culture, spe- specifically at this time. Like, look, late 90s, early 2000s was very much like the sugary, sweet, boy band era preying yeah. on the consumerism and wants and needs of teenagers, mostly girls, because that's where all the most that's common the trends were, was that's going for. That's where the money for. is. 
because boys are just going to sit at home with their video games and their guns. Girls are going to go out and shop and, 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 and get stuff, you know? Um, but it, it, it swung for something. And, it, and I can see it meaning something today with the influencing and, like, you know, the precursors to social media and, like, yeah. subliminally, like, the government's control and the government, like, okay. having their hands and stuff. But then it just goes into, like, bad... means teamwork. Then it goes into just bad, like, like racial humor and, like, fart humor. Oh, and I, I, I wrote that. I don't remember specifically what it was. I know there was something, a couple things with Val that I wasn't, like, happy with. A couple lines. Where Three like, Christina Aguilera's, but one is really tan. Oh, right, that's what it was. Yeah, and it's like, Ugh. TLC, but with two white girls. <laughs> okay, that's objectively funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just, okay, you're still Josie the Pussycats. Like, don't do that. Just don't do that. It's, it's not necessary. The way they did, like, the enslaving, essentially, of, like, how the music impacts people yeah. was just so weirdly done. It was. And then the romance was awful. Yeah, like, the romance. No story. chemistry. Well, it just got dropped for, I feel like, a good, like, 45 minutes. Right. It was and then, there like, and then dropped and then came back and then dropped and then came back. It very much settled into exactly what you'd expect. Boilerplate script. Of course, one gets jealous of the other. And then they they use the one against the other to make her evil. And she figures it out. And she has to save her friends. And then they play their music. And everyone's happy. And they're not under control anymore. So they actually are a good band. It just all was too grating and irritating most of the time. Yes. Um, which is saying something because... Rosario Dawson is on my list. Can you confirm that she is on the list already? And if not, you can put her back on there again. Rosario Dawson looks great. There was many moments in this movie where I was a very happy man. Um, but, like, even still... She's not on your list. Put her on my fucking list. Um, that kind of sucked for me because I was like, what is this movie, like, trying to say? Because that... Anytime I saw, like, Rachel Lee Cook, like, quickly move around a corner without wearing a bra, I was like, well, that just kind of feels, like, kind of scuzzy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that felt like a studio note. It's like, guys, I, I know we're trying to make, like, a message here, and I know there should be something where, like, she questions it, but, like, no, like, you know, like, let them kind of flap a little bit, you know? <laughs> and then, then, that, and I, who, was this Miramax? Please don't be Miramax. It was universal. Okay, good. I was like, as long as it's not Weinstein, we're good. Uh, Tara Reid never wore a shirt with sleeves. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that, you know? Lots of skin. Lots of skin. And it was purposeful, you know? This, this, this is the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson era, mm -hmm. you know? That light just go out or did you turn it I off? I turned it off. Okay. On. So, I, I'm fine with it if you explain it or you, you rectify it. And it's just not explained or rectified in, in the right way. They're too busy getting their boy band jokes in with their big stars, but their big stars couldn't show back up on set, so they had to put them in body cast and have the one guy that nobody knew do all the lines, who doesn't even have a fucking Wikipedia page, <laughs> who I thought I was, was Neil wondering. Patrick Harris at first. I know you did. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that's not you. Like, all right, guys, we got to get you back on set in two weeks. And Daniel Faison's like, I got scrubs. And Seth Myers is like, or Seth Green's like, I got robot Austin Powers and Robot Chicken. Buffy and yeah. Austin Powers and, and Robot And Myers Chicken. is like, I got to hang out with Seth Green. <laughs> or he might have had Franklin and Bash. I don't fucking know. No, but I think he was also on Robot Chicken and stuff. So. Well, this is too early for Robot Chicken still. Um, yeah, it was just... Too much awfulness plunked down, and there was too little in that awfulness to make it unawful palatable. Like, and then the whole thing with the FBI, then and all those guys, it was just all over the place. Here's something I always hate in movies when their closing credits have bloopers, but the movie wasn't funny. Like, don't show me you guys having fun. How about you guys have had, had fun and been funny? 
Reading your lines and doing your job. That's a novel idea. That Hey, that is. It drives me crazy when that shit happens. Uh, gotta love celebrities being celebrities in movies, though. You could I, I would have never guessed that Eugene Levy would have been Eugene Levy in this movie. Mm-hmm. To prove, like, a point about, like, celebrity and being cool. I was very mad. We had several MTV News updates, but no Kurt Loader. Just fucking Serena Actual. Fuck you. Um, this was fun for me being a product of, you know, being a millennial and living through this era kind of as the target demographic for it. Breck and Meyer went and did Rat Race after this. Makes sense. Uh, and seeing, you know, a virgin record store with like a crazy taxi and a Space Channel 5 advertisement behind it. Man. It's like, fuck, like I was in stores like with that shit happening. I loved, man, the Virgin record store that used to be in Disney Springs. Do you remember that? No, I never Oh, went there. I only went there twice. So we went on a school trip uh, for robotics and I went and bought a bunch of stuff at the Virgin Mega Store. And then my mom and I went to Disney when it was still downtown Disney. Uh, we came on like a, a couple day trip to Universal and stuff, and I bought a. It's like one of the places I built like my DVD collection at first. I remember buying like Little Shop of Horrors and like all kinds of stuff there. It was like two or three stories. It was right where, fuck, where was it? I want to say it was where it was opposite the movie theater. So like you know where the movie theater is? It'd been right next. That would have been like the bowling alley is. That's exactly mm. where it was. It was like a three-tiered yeah, record store with like a whole wall of like a hundred headphones. You could just walk up and like listen to a CD and see if you liked it. It was the best. Fuck, Virgin was the best. Um, now it's gone. Now you just buy all your shit online or it's just digital and it sucks. I hate it. I mean, vinyls are coming back. You were not getting a record player. God damn it. You <laughs> were not doing it. Um, I, I didn't hate the opening. Like... I just didn't know what the fuck the, was The Azure stuff is obviously satire, and it's meant to be bad, but it was too bad, mostly because I felt Breck Meyer specifically was very bad. So I wrote him down immediately in all capital letters, thinking he was going to be in the movie a lot, because yeah. I was like, as soon as he opens his mouth and tries to be like, Chris Kirkpatrick bad boy, <laughs> boy band, yeah. it's just like, exactly. oh, screw you, dude. You're not Seth Green, who's actually funny. You're not the other guy who they just trusted to say one word. And you're not Donald Faison, who just refuses to age. Donald Faison Donald Faison could be 24 years old for the next 40 years. He's still he's still doing stuff where he's in How? his 20s. He's got to be what? Like in his 50s probably, right? I would say 40s. He's Carson Daly 70... was 47. He's 46. He was born in 74. So he was 20. He... he was 20 years old when Clueless came out. Yeah, him and Seth Green are the same age. And Brecken Meyer, I think. Hang on. Seth Green, 74, and Brecken Meyer was born in 74. All of them born in 74, baby. Good for them. Good. Keep getting them checks, all you guys. Keep getting them checks. What well, Samantha, what was it like being a girl in the year 2001? Oh, what man. were you into? What, what were you doing? I, into? I, was, I was watching all these kinds of fucking movies. Watching, you know, She's All That. Uh, another movie which I completely forgot about just came up here as like you might also like this movie mm. Sugar and Spice which I actually do really love this movie and I don't know if we own it but we will if we don't because you want to see James Morrison being a cuck here's another one for you just ya. go visit his house he'll go open the door and be like house. you want to come fuck my wife what was I doing this was like middle school this, this would have been 8th grade 8th yeah. grade into ninth grade Psh. Watching Dawson's Creek, watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, doing my homework, playing softball. We were playing softball yeah. that late, were you? I was on the softball team in middle school, but not in high school because I had to get a job. So I got a job. <laughs> There's no payola that early in uh, softball. Really. And you weren't that good for the payola on the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Learning how to drive. I don't know. Getting bullied. <laughs> Eighth grade was bad. All kinds of fun. Eighth grade was bad, man. I think I've talked about it before, which I hated middle school. 
Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of middle school either. Yeah. Sixth and seventh grade sucked. Eighth grade was fine. Eighth grade was probably my worst. See, I was the opposite. Eighth grade was my best in yeah. middle school. Yeah, I and guess. Then, and then I, you know. You sure. I just stopped caring. I was like, well, you're going to make fun of me, then fuck you. Like, and they're like, oh, you're pretty funny then. And then they, like, I just started hanging out with the people that, that hated me. It was weird. That's very strange. Yeah, it was strange. But, you know. Yeah, well. Yeah, so, you know. Was... I mean, Who's... that's it. I didn't do much else. Yeah. Much Survivor. Amazing Race. Riveting. You... No wonder you're getting made fun of. <laughs> Read a lot of books. You were... Had time for things. You were a 15-year-old girl that was already living like a 48-year-old woman. <laughs> Man. Those were the days, bro. Um, Those were the fucking days. What, uh... Bring me back. Who's the MVP of the movie? I think it's Rosario Dawson. I have Rosario Dawson as well. I don't think like she did a lot. Like honestly, the focus is 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 on Rachel Lee Cook. I mean, she's Josie. Rosario Dawson's whole thing is she's you know, the the jealous one, or she thinks that the group is losing their way. I think she emotes well enough. You know, Rosario Dawson is a good actress, and I like her in pretty much everything that she's in. Um, she stands out as like the one person that doesn't embarrass themselves in this movie. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's a fair I would have pushed thing. harder for Rachel Lee Cook yeah. had she actually sung. Had she actually done the music, then fine. That would be a little different, but I think she's just boring. I don't like Rachel Lee Cook, to be honest. Because you're a woman. Of it's course you don't I'm like Rachel woman. Lee Cook. It's not because I'm a woman. It's because when... If she had her glasses on in this movie, then everyone would hate her and think she's a nerd. And then she takes them off, and then all of a sudden she's great. That's a different movie. I don't... know it's a different movie, but the point still stands. Don't punish her for the gimmick they gave her in a different fucking movie. It's unfair. Point, point still stands. I just, I said it before. I think it's like watching wet paint. I don't think she's talented. Okay, so we're going to give it to Rosario Dawson. The other person I had was Alan Cumming. Because you can't say... That he's not trying. I mean, he does everything he can do. He, he, he gives his fucking he, all. He does everything he can do. With some... He turns chicken shit into less smelly chicken shit. He did everything he could think of. But it's not him. It's Rosario Dawson. She's the MVP of the movie. Yeah. Uh, LVP. So look. So we discussed Tara Reid. It's not her, although I did write later on that I was going to forgive her because she does a, she does the job you'd expect being the dumb blonde perfectly well. But then there's a scene where, like, she has to cry because Josie was mean to her, and then she just goes and visits, <laughs> then she goes and visits puppies and cries at puppies. And I'm like, oh, lady, you're, you're making this so difficult. Real difficult. Uh, who's the LVP of the movie, Samantha? Uh, Parker Posey's Parker the LVP Posey of the movie. Of the movie. For multiple reasons. And I hate to say that because I think I I like Parker Posey. I, I do think too. She's great in all like the Christopher Guest stuff that she does. I think she's she she's great. She's not great in this, man. She what the fuck, Parker Posey? I didn't like. Terrible. I, I also did not appreciate the eating disorder uh, gloss over that they had. Tried to make it funny, kind of thing. Maybe because I was suffering from an eating disorder at this time in my life when this movie came out. But I didn't think it was funny. I think now stuff like that falls flat because they're doing it just for the joke. Ooh, I'm stuffed. Fuck you. Eat a meal. (laughs) Eat eat a bagel and then a slice of pizza (laughs) and then a hot dog and fries. And then come to me and tell me how you feel. And come to me and tell me how you feel. Um, So here's something I noticed with her is if she's... In the Christopher Guest movies, I think she's she's good. But I still think she's, like, at the bottom tier in those movies. Well, when she's outside those cast. movies and she has nobody to rein her in, they're like, oh, yeah, you're like, you're, like, one of those improv actresses, right? You're, like, the Christopher's, like, go, go riff. Go do some funny, some make-em-ups. And they let her go. And they think that it works, and they leave it in. Because she is all... Over the place, place trying so many things. So there's a bit where, like, she says, like, her true intentions, and, like, the the cop or the FBI agent, like, turns back around, like, they hear her, and she has to, like, like, make up what she was doing. There's the record company party, which, oh, my God, is so bad, because she, like, goes to hang out with the three girls, and... 
let's, let's gossip. And she's like trying and then to her be a lisp comes out. She's trying and to that's be like a the cool downfall? teenager. Yeah, the whole point of the story is that she was like made fun of for a lisp that she's been trying to hide and has been self conscious about it. So the big subliminal message they're gonna air this big arena show is that her character. Fiona is like the coolest woman and everyone should like her and then she's going to be the new fad. And that scene where like she's lisping and Alan Cumming is like melting essentially. (laughs) And they're like professing their love for each other is just like, this is the climax of the movie. It was bad. This is the resolution to what we've been watching. It was, it was, it was not. And it's so fucking awful. It's bad. And she is definitely what drags that stuff down. Because if you had gotten somebody that could command the material, like what they're going for, like, oh, our kids are being fed garbage and all these bright lights and all this, you know, messaging is bad and evil, you know, like then it might, I might be a little bit more forgiving. Because again, like I said, I get what they thought they were doing. Yeah. But because she is relied on to still provide laughs. It just didn't work. And she tries to provide a lot and none come from it. None. It it makes the movie tailspin like the fucking... The worst. Like the fucking du jour plane. It was bad. I also Very like, close second for me, at mm-hmm. least, to, to LVP was uh, the guy who played Alan M. He wasn't great either. He was not great. Just just the wettest of wet farts. The wettest. White male actor, yeah. dude. There's a lot. I didn't like Paulo Costanzo and a Missy Pyle as like the... I, I did not like them. As And together. I normally like both them separately uh, as thought, the managers and jealous Pyle, sister. I thought Missy Pyle was trying way too hard. Yep, again. But like, that was still was a modicum to... of what Parker Posey is trying. Uh, I already mentioned Breck and Meyer. Uh, that's probably it. Aerie Spears also, just being Aerie Spears saying impressions was just awkward and random and bad. Um, I also like, like, they tried to do something about celebrity here as well. Like, the vanity of it, and then the precariousness of it. And they lumped in behind the music as such a prevalent, like, piece to it that, Mm -hmm. like, anybody... You went real deep on this movie. Well, I... Because this movie you thought got it, this on another this level. movie thought it was going to be fucking deep, and it's not. And if anybody thinks it's a cult classic because it's saying something, it's really not. It's it's swinging and missing the ball every fucking time. There's a random Captain and Tennille bit for like minutes about behind the music. Uh, there was something else I was going to mention. Oh, so remember all the product placement I did earlier, right? Okay, so Target. And uh, there was another one where, like, Motorola, where, like, the plane is just lined with the logos, right? Mm -hmm. They're in Times Square, yada, yada, yada. Food's being eaten, things are being referenced, cool. But no product placement is more crucial, you could argue, to the plot of the movie than the fucking movie phone guy. Because he's the one reading the product placement on the subliminal messaging. And his voice is like always kind of like, that's the movie film guy. Like, nothing dates a movie 20 years like movie than the movie phone guy. Is the movie phone line still active? <laughs> You've read my fucking mind. We're about to find out. Is it still active? Movie Alexa, phone? can I still call movie phone? It <laughs> just stopped right away. It's like, nope, you can Alexa, can I call movie phone? No. I'm not sure what she was trying to do there. Oh, AOL shut down the movie phone dial-in numbers 777 film. When? It's getting canceled. This was back in 2014. Let's just still try it. Hold on. Let's see what happens. We're going to dial 1-800-777-FILM. see what happens. This is porn. I apologize. Welcome to America's Hottest Talk Line. Guys, hot ladies are waiting to talk to you. Press 1 now. Ladies, to talk to interesting and exciting guys free, press 2 to connect free free now. Guys, press 1 now. 
ladies, press two. This is Tara. This is Tara Reed. <laughs> oh, it hung up on me. Uh, check. Have your mom check our phone bill. <laughs> the company might just been charged like five hundred bucks. All right, now hold on. Now I want to look at the the pad to see what that number is now. Did you just get a message from someone? Uh, it's the Pukimon group. Oh. Uh, hashtag Pukimon, uh, Pukimon gang. Uh, we will live forever. Um, where am I going to go? I thought there was a message from the people who you called. 777. So F. Man, you can't make any. Wait. Yeah, F. I. I was going to say fuck or dick, but no, there's nothing. I don't know why that's a thing. It's just 3456, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't make anything out of that. Eagle. 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 My raving troll character, Eagle. Hello. I'm Eagle. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> this podcast is just like this movie all over the place. Look, this movie was terrible. The acting was terrible. I agree. The plot was terrible. He's not going it to acknowledge Eagle. It was all so bad. It was painful to watch this movie. I never want to see it again. The song was pretty catchy, though. How did it go? I have seven long hours in 15 days. That's not it. I don't know. I was eagloing it up. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Goodbye forever. <laughs> You know who probably has some crazy band stories? Who? Uh, greetings and felicitations, everybody. Dr. T here. Heard you watch Josie and the Pussycats. I know them girls. Why do It's I just do like, this? I'm Josie and the Electric Mayhem are the Pussycats. I'm more important, so I go up front. Mm-hmm. And who, who, which one of the Pussycats is your favorite? Josie. No, of the Electric Mayhem. Who's your favorite? Oh, Joseph gave her a job. Who'd she replace? Janice? I didn't know their name. Who? Janice? Oh, she's been dead for years. Can you can you sing me a little bit of, of the Josie and the Pussycat song? Nope. Goodbye. Pay me. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's a big star. He's not going to do shit for free. What are you thinking? What else on Josie and the Pussycats? Man, nothing. They actually have 13 songs on the album. Oh, I, I'm sure they made like a whole album. They played that one song, I think, three or four times. Yeah, and they played one, two, three. Pretend to be nice. Yeah, I think they did like Spin three or four around. other ones. And they didn't do the actual Josie and the Pussycats like theme song. Yeah. It's like the credits, right? Right. And, they did, and it's a, a bastardized early 2000s rock version of the classic. Yeah. Hanna-Barbera song. Yeah. And that's... What anybody remembers about the fucking movie, and you had to get through an hour and a half of that horse shit to get to a bad version of it, with Biff Naked helping out. Remember Biff Naked? She had like one half hit, and she got backup vocals for this fucking I movie. I don't know who that is. Uh, she had, uh, the only reason I remember is because she did Was the Head ready- Naked in, in- No, 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 no. She did the, uh, she did the Ready to Rumble, uh- version of We're Not Gonna Take It for WCW, uh. for David Arquette, former World Heavyweight Champion. Uh... Even the still picture of this fucking white boy yeah. and Rachel Lee Cook looking and at each other. that kiss that is they that... had was like, ugh, gross so I, uh, so I know Josie and Val have probably been on Riverdale, right? Has Melody been on Riverdale? All of them were on Riverdale. Have Ellen all M. First... been on Riverdale? Who? Has, has Alan no, been on Riverdale? No, he's not a character. No, all three the of them were in the Alex first Alex and Alexandra have been? Uh, no, they okay. haven't been. But all three of the Pussycats were on the first season of Riverdale. Archie actually dated... Val in the show. But then they disappeared. I don't know what happened to them. But Josie has been a regular on it. And then she got one on the spinoff of Katie Keene, who's another Archie character who got her own show, made by the same creator of Riverdale. I hate all of this. I hate every, um, every bit of it. Yeah. Gross. You know who else started on, on Riverdale? Sabrina. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. As well. They're all kind of the same universe. It's, all, it's all a bunch of bunk. Um, score time. Okay. You picked it, so I score it first. Mm. 
I'm giving this movie a three. Ooh. Because it's not good. It thinks it has something. It doesn't. And making me laugh with Carson Daly and a Snoopy joke is not enough to make up for the fact that I yelled on multiple occasions, what the fuck is happening? Because scenes would just snowball out of control into self-parodies of themselves. Mm -hmm. So I'm going with a three. I'm going with the two and a half. And I only gave it a two and a half because it made you laugh at that Snoopy joke. I mean, if I could go back in time, I would like to meet Snoopy. I mean, that's just be a fun thing to do. The whole point of Snoopy is that he's supposed to be transcendental. I don't think that's the right use of that word. Yeah. Transcendent. Okay. He's not real! (laughs) He's Snoopy! Okay. (sighs) This movie has hurt all of our brains. (laughs) Yes, yes it has. Oh, Babyface helped with the music. That's why it was fine. Babyface wrote all the music. Oh, he's an R&B guy doing the rock stuff. Good for Babyface. Uh, shout out to Tatiana, who uh, probably disagreed with all this because this is her movie yeah. that we have. Yeah, who who yelled at me when she came to my house and said, I didn't give you that movie, and then Texas said, upon further reflection, I think I did <laughs> I actually give you, give you that movie, so I'm so sorry. Yeah, thanks, But she's like, but I want to watch it now. i got to find out. I was like, well, she, she probably suffered along with us. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it, girl. All right, so you nominated this piece of shit, so my turn. Uh, mine is going to be interesting. So I'm nominating two movies, two comedies, that the reason why I'm nominating is because uh, we had been watching and are currently watching their, uh, a couple of the stars of each of these movies, their shows on Disney+. Plus. So the two movies I'm nominating are Everybody Wants Some, which is the spiritual successor to Dazed and Confused by Richard Linklater, starring Wyatt Russell, who just finished up his role as the new Captain America in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And Spoilers. I, I think it's pretty obvious. And Good Boys, who one of the three stars of Good Boys, is the lead kid on Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Good Boys being the... Seth Rogen, Adam Gold, Evan Goldberg, child sex comedy, essentially, that came out uh, two years ago. So, Good Boys or Everybody Wants Some? I don't want to watch either of those movies. <laughs> no, fucking good, uh, good Boys. You made me pick between Josie and the Pussycats and Flubber, and you say, I don't want to watch any of those movies? Those movies are fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Those movies have launched careers. Good Boys. Fuck you! <laughs> For that phrase (laughs) i love you so much yeah good for you good boys will be in three weeks time next week our penultimate wrap it up movie it chapter two then afterwards our random selection the the you part one and two and then we will get around to good boys thank you for listening this week's episode of married with movies we encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others on a network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies. At MarriedWMovies on Twitter. MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For bonus content, go to Patreon.com slash ArcadeAudio. We're hopefully going to be starting our game series sometime here over the summer um, for your viewing and listening pleasure. Uh, for me personally, you can find me at your host, Mullet, on Instagram. Tiger Small Air Small 38. I don't fucking remember. Um, at your host, Small at 38, and I'm at Jam with your Sam. That's the right way to do that. Thank you very much. Uh, for my show, Box and Friends, uh, whenever I get enough things to show off in my massive collection, I show it off on Instagram and I make jokes. Also, make sure if you've been, um, thank you for your support last week uh, for our, our uh, Podfather, Rich Campbellucci's uh, Wackathon Packathon. He raised over $1,100 for a bunch of great causes. Check out his show at the Wack Pack Live now instead of at Rich Cammy, uh, where you can see him open up a bunch of Pukemon cards. And you best believe I'm going to be promoting this uh, all the time. Pukemon. Pukemon. Pukemon is life. Pukemon is good. Um, 
arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary. Uh, I am approaching my fourth recap. So that's, uh, that's a big accomplishment. Uh, every 16 shows we do a big recap. We're in the, uh, the waning months of 1993. Anything else, Samantha? No, nothing else. I'm so sorry I made you sit through this. Yeah. I probably should have picked Flubber. You probably should have. It was a much better movie, I think. Now I'm... Well, maybe maybe later on in the year, once we start doing our our can't uh, our, our picking them off, that's what I'm going to call it, our picking them off series, where the movies that we couldn't pick because we didn't pick are now being picked off. Nailed it, finally. Our picking it off series. I hate you so and much. And our guest star series, all them series, coming your way on Married with Movies. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I bet Tara Reed right now. Well, she's dead. So what am I talking about? She's dead. She's dead. And if she wasn't dead. I'm pretty sure Tara Reed's dead. I'm pretty sure she's dead. Susie and the Pussycats. Long tails and ears for hats. Guitars and Marshall stats. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.